When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast. Turn that points bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two or three bets up to two thousand uh, dollars. We got unfortunate news today. It was supposed to be the CHGO White Sox pregame show with Herb Lawrence and I, but the game is canceled. And Vinny Duber is here to be the bearer of bad news. Hi, Vinny. How are you? Well, I'm not happy to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, that, I guess, is the role I'm playing. Uh, yeah, today's uh, Sox-Guardians game postponed. Uh, multiple positive COVID tests uh, in the Guardians organization, so uh, the game is off for today while they do some more testing, do some contract contact tracing, uh, and uh, while they figure that all out, the White Sox uh, just have to sit and wait till tomorrow when they'll start uh, a series with the Yankees. No rescheduling information uh, as of this moment, so... And Vinny, I don't know if there's a policy in the new CBA that talks about forfeiture instead of postponement. This is for White Sox fans who are in the ballpark on their way and people who are expecting this game. It's uh, disappointing and it's, you know, health and safety first. But I don't know why the White Sox and their fans have to suffer because the Guardians have an outbreak of COVID. Uh, I mean, that's pretty that's a pretty selfish and silly thing to think about i think i mean i've seen that comment from a lot of people on twitter and it's that's silly i mean we're talking about the health of the players uh the game can be rescheduled this isn't the last day of the regular season uh you want to make sure that everybody health uh health comes first and so um listen COVID's still a thing i know we're all you know uh, running around uh you know living life now again but uh, this isn't 2020 anymore but it is still in existence and they don't want this to spread to everybody in baseball there are still uh, you know, CDC recommendations. If if you or I were to 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 come down with a positive case, that we should be away from our workplace, right? And so I think the same holds true for everybody uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, that's what's going on right now. And there's still a lot of health and safety protocols that that are in place. From you know, they're not the same ones that from 2020. They've been um, evolved over the last couple of years, but there there's a, a lengthy list of them. And I, I you know I was just in the process of looking at them when we jumped on here, so I'm not considering myself an expert quite yet. But there still are things that have to happen when this when this occurs, uh, and those are happening right now. That's Vinny Duber. He's the CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. Uh, the man who uh, asked the selfish question is Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you for joining us on your lunch hour. We're excited to you know let you know what's going on with the White Sox and still talk some White Sox news because there's still some headlines out there. And you're right, Vinny, that COVID is still going on and that if people have COVID, they have to stay at their house, maybe even a closet. Um, it's not fun. And I hope that those players are all right. Um, it is frustrating, definitely, for the fans. Um, but we saw this with the NFL. The NFL instigate, uh, in, in implemented a uh, mandate uh, for, for the vaccine to avoid stuff like this. It is surprising to see, uh, you know, team still battling COVID in 2022, but it is reality. The thing that sticks out to me is it means another doubleheader. 
for the Sox. Uh, we see a lot of doubleheaders uh, on the schedule already for them. They have one coming up in KC uh, a little bit later. Uh, I'm, how many is this now? Do we know? Is this, I think, over five now on the schedule for the Sox? I don't think it's quite that many, but yeah, it's 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 a number that's climbing. I think only two of those Royals games that, you know, we're supposed to be in that first week of the season uh, are double double headers. If I'm not mistaken, there was an off day there. They like the Sox are doing something weird where they have to go to KC for one day, like on their way to Baltimore or something like that. Um, and then, uh, but, and then there's the, the one, the one weather related one uh, with Cleveland. So um, we'll see if that's what happens here. Maybe there is a mutual off day still in the schedule somewhere where they'll make the guardians come to Chicago for one day on their way to somewhere else or on their way back from somewhere else. Uh, we don't have that information yet. And when we do, we'll uh, know what the schedule looks like, but um, remember the double headers are nine innings now. So obviously those are going to take their toll more so than they would have over the last couple of years. Any word about the White Sox and their health there? Uh, I know the Cleveland Guardians have a outbreak there. Is there any White Sox news on that uh, COVID front? Nope. Uh, and that's not to say that, you know, we, we received word that everybody is, uh, you know, already been tested or anything like that. But there is no word on that front. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, you know, that they're in the process right now in those protocols that, that they might or might not have to go through. Uh, and perhaps that they, they were not deemed to be exposed. Uh, you know, we, we, we received very little detail um, on who and, and when and where uh, these exposures take place or these, uh, you know, positive cases take place and for good reason. Um, and uh, because of that though, there's a lot of mystery that goes along with this unless uh, somebody fills you in, uh, you know, of their own volition. So uh, right now, no news is good news, I guess, uh, when it comes to the White Sox. And Chi-Town Spidey saying, talk about a total bummer and not the relief pitching kind. Uh, definitely a total bummer. At least, you know, we can be upset at Mother Nature when it rains or when it's snowing in Cleveland. But this is just, you know, frustrating. But uh, it is what it is. We'll see how it gets made up. I, I do see that they have a shared off day on September 15th. Uh, you know, Cleveland is, is playing, I think, in Cleveland both days uh, in between those. So maybe that won't work. Uh, but it, it will be difficult to figure out when these two will play. And I think I counted three doubleheaders you were right uh, about the the two i think uh, in may and july i mean there was another one uh from casey which i think was added because of just the shortened schedule in general already for for right. teams um all right well i guess that is it i mean you you had a job to do you showed up to the park and uh the game got canceled so i think that's uh that's about it i know you you uh you, you really squeezed us in here Vinny. so uh, uh yeah thank you for I, the I, update and then if, there, if there's anything else uh, you want to share with Sox fans let us know yeah i mean just in terms of this this you know very specific situation. Like I said, there's not too much detail to go on. Um, I think it is important. I, I tweeted, uh, I tweeted if people want to go to Twitter, um, Hannah Kaiser from, from Yahoo sports went ahead and put on, uh, you know, all those protocols that are still in place. So people can go and check those out. I know I'll be studying them up to make sure I'm, uh, I'm abreast of the latest, uh, on that front, but, uh, there, those protocols are happening, uh, and, you know, make sure you know about them and then go ahead and check them out. Absolutely. And hopefully we don't have to deal with them again. This is the first game to get canceled because of the COVID protocols. Um, I did see one final thing. I did see Raylo was feeling better. Uh, did you did you see anything uh, news wise before they they closed down the park here? Yeah, he was out playing catch in left field, actually, before, you know, during pregame warm ups and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he 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 is kind of working out, testing it, seeing how he feels a little bit in the in, with his low back there. Uh, just a little tightness that they took him out with. And I think it's just give him a couple of days, see if it goes away, see if he can do everything that uh, he needs to do in order to pitch. So, uh, yeah, Lopez, I, I think he said if he feels good, he'll be back in maybe a couple, two, three days. And we just got a super chat from Nathan Sheba. And he said. Thanks, Vinny. So thanks, Vinny. We appreciate your work. You, you did a great job today. 
You're welcome. And always great to hear from Super Chat. I loved him so much on that Sugar Ray song. <laughs> <laughs> that is the second Sugar Ray mention we've had in two shows. And I think that's the point where uh, we say, Vinny, uh, go enjoy your day. Go follow Vinny on Twitter.com at Vinny Duber. You could go see the COVID protocols tweeted out by Hannah Kaiser. Uh, but I think that will do it, Vinny. Not much happened today. So uh, go enjoy your Wednesday. Yeah, it's only, what, 85 degrees outside. So uh, summer is here. Yeah, go play out in a fire hydrant or something. <laughs> yeah, go figure out something to do. You can follow our CHGO White Sox beat writer, Vinny Duber, on Twitter, at Vinny Duber. Appreciate the time, Vinny. You guys got it. Take it easy. All right, cool. And we got a super chat, which is yeah. always fun, Herb. Nathan's fun a good guy. That. I've met him one time, I think. Uh, he sits usually at the 108 section. So, yeah, appreciate that, Nathan. Thanks, Vinny. Well, White uh, Sox Twitter legend, Nathan. Our Schieber. guy, Eli Stein, is back. Remember, he predicted 11-0 victory for the White Sox today. I mean, if my selfish question was true, we would have won nine to nothing. Well, with I, I, the, I with the forfeit. I tweeted out that uh, Aaron Savali was just real relaxed and happy that he didn't have to go to work today. Because um, the more and more I was looking up, the the more and more I felt that uh, 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 I was going to say Nathan Eovaldi, uh, Aaron Savale was going to have a bad day at, at work today. And Eli Stein is also still watching. Uh, incredible, incredible prowess from this guy. I mean, well, he's a White Sox content machine. Well, it's 8.52 in Israel right now. So it's a reasonable time for him to actually be watching right now. Oh, my God. We just got a super chat from Eli. Look at that. I don't know what type of currency that is, but I'm, in $35.90 in uh, that currency. Thank you, Eli. I believe That's... that is a shekel. I just Googled um, the, uh, is the Israel symbol? currency. And uh, yeah, that is the symbol. So that is an Israeli new shekel. So we got thirty-nine fifty uh, or, or thirty-five ninety of uh, of an Israel uh, new shekel. So that's cool. Thanks, Eli. That's awesome. Eli's the man. I, I, I like this uh, this foreign flair that we got we talked about uh you know we had a brazil watcher we got israel uh eli watching in israel uh, i think we had someone mention that they were watching in uh, puerto rico as well uh dominican as well so i mean that's great to see that we have this uh, international flair yeah tell us what you're watching even if it's from the region or right here in regular ass <laughs> chicago and but... eric fenton says where's that fake ass rick giolito account rick giolito's real damn it we're not making him up no that was a real guy he had real information he's been here twice now twice with us i guarantee that was the rick guy the real rick giolito no one's going around impersonating rick giolito especially with the information the man has so i guarantee and when we'll get him on this show he'll uh confirm that it was the real rick giolito because he loves locked on oh locked on Ooh, i'm wearing the shirt sorry chgo white socks so yeah, i'm kind of messed up that. he probably does like locked on socks too who doesn't who doesn't we're both former hosts of that show right. our guy yeah. nick murkowski is a great host of the new locked on so if you guys don't like us or if you want more White Sox content, go and check them out, too. Yeah, I mean, you could just stay here, though, too. Um, I mean, you I can watch us, it. too. I don't yeah. know. We I, should, we'll share. You know, we don't, we don't have to give them too much love. Uh, we can give Nick a lot of love. Nick is fantastic. And go listen to Nick. Nick is great. A lot, uh, you know. Mm, 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 he is. Mm, we got Tyler uh, in Spokane, Washington. It's all good. There you go. Love that. And then uh, Josh got up at 10.30 a.m. already to watch the game, and then COVID ruined it. Uh, th it COVID did ruin the game, and uh, that's what Alex T. is wondering, what the hell happened with the White Sox game. Uh, as Vinny joined us to say, uh, COVID protocols canceled the Cleveland Guardians and Chicago White Sox game. Herb and I are here, though, to the rescue to figure out what the White Sox will do with their bullpen, what they're going to do with Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets, and we're going to figure out the rotation as Johnny Cueto, Dallas Keuchel, Vince Velasquez, and Lance Lynn all need work. But Herb, let's quickly just 
talk with the people about mm-hmm. where the White Sox are at. Let's look at some standings. Let's look at where the White Sox currently sit because this was an important game for the Sox and the Guardians. Look at let's look at the AL Central um, and where they currently sit. 15 and 14 on the year. They are two and a half games back of Minnesota. They lead the division at 18 and 12. Minnesota. Uh, run differential, the White Sox have the third worst in the AL Central at minus 13. Minnesota's at plus 20. Cleveland's at plus 10. Detroit's at minus 31. Kansas City's at minus 46. But right now, I mean, if the White Sox won this game, they would have been able to jump to two games back of Minnesota to 16 and 14 and push Cleveland down just a little bit. So this was an important game, even for Cleveland, too. They could have closed that gap and then improved to uh, – five and one on the year against the Sox. So, I mean, what does this cancellation mean, at least right now in your mind to the AL central part of it? I think it's uh, good kind of for the white Sox to get to relax, get to rest. They're in a stretch where they're playing a bunch of games in a row, um, get that bullpen a little bit more rest. And it gives them options as far as going forward as the starting rotation. Vince Velasquez is supposed to pitch today. Cleveland won't see him. So, He'll probably, if it was my choice, pitch on Friday instead of your man, Dallas Keuchel. For the White Sox, I think they had the confidence that they can beat the Cleveland Guardians style because they beat them for the first time last night and were handing it to them on Monday night. So this was going to be the nail in the coffin, cough, coffin, in the coffin to, to the Cleveland Guardians dominating the White Sox in the last couple of years. White Sox were going to show a message of, hey, Good job. We appreciate you beating us all these times. You woke us up, though. You you woke up the sleeping giant, and now we're going forward. So lucky for Cleveland. They didn't get their ass handed to them today. So, yeah, I think it's a good news, good news for the White Sox and good news for the Guardians, even though they have to deal with this COVID outbreak. Yeah, I think it's good news for Aaron Savala because the more and more I looked into it, uh, like I said, I thought that was a horrible matchup for them. I don't think he has anything to offer up against the Sox. And if they could avoid pitching him against the Sox, I think that they are going to dodge a bullet each and every time. Uh, So I think that they'd eat him uh, alive. So, I mean, it it is something that it felt like they were really building momentum here. It, It kind of felt similar to the Detroit game or the Detroit series to open up the year where they blew the lead in an opening day, lost five to four, and then came back on Saturday with a great Dylan Cease performance, won that game. And then on Sunday, won 10 to one, I really had a feeling that, you know, like Eli said, that they were going to win by 11 runs today. It just felt like that was going to happen, that they were going to have that type of momentum heading in against Savale, but you know, no, no, no one's happening. And, uh, I, yeah, it's just it's it's disappointing because I was I was real excited for for White Sox baseball. It felt like they really wanted to clean the slate after Monday's loss. And you know, yeah, I think Red Tornado's right. Cleveland's just scared of us. Um, we also have Bradley watching in Colorado Springs, which is cool to see. Uh, they are not off tomorrow. Chirac, Bobby, uh, the White Sox will take on the Yankees. It's Luis Gill versus Dylan Cease right now. And then Luis Roberts butt cheeks is asking, how is this cancellation going to affect the rotation in upcoming games? So Herb, let's get into it. Let's talk about. You know, Dylan Cease is going to pitch tomorrow. I don't think that, you know, he's going to get skipped over there. We're going to probably want to keep him on regular rest. So we're in agreement there. It's about Friday. Dallas Keuchel is expected to pitch. Do you think that stays the same or with Vince Velasquez getting the day off? Do you think they try to work him into the rotation? I think so. I think they see that Vince Velasquez is a much better pitcher than what Dallas Keuchel is right now. And if they have their druthers, they would probably keep Vince in the rotation even when Lance Lynn comes back over both uh, Cueto and um, Dallas Keiko. So, yeah, there's no reason to pitch 
Dallas Keuchel versus the Yankees. Firstly, the Yankees. Secondly, he's a lefty, and they have some uh, right-handed power bats that would feast off him. I'm not looking forward to that. He hasn't earned a start in the rotation, a, a guaranteed start in the rotation. The only reason he would start Friday versus the Yankees is because the $18 million salary that's attached to his name. We all see that Vince Velasquez, while not our first choice, is the fifth starter of this team when it's fully healthy. And he's earned that spot with a sub four ERA. So I'll be very disappointed if Dallas Keiko makes that start on Friday instead of Vince Velasquez. Christina would claw her eyes out than watch the Yankees offense versus Dallas Keuchel. And I'd have to agree. I think it makes the most sense just to go to Velasquez on Friday, keep cease pitching on Thursday, keep, uh, I mean, make Velasquez pitch on Friday. Then you'll have Kopech on Saturday, Giolito on Sunday. But the big thing is Johnny Cueto. Sunday is May 15th. And that is when he needs to get called up to the big leagues and added to the roster, or he will then become a free agent. So, they're going to have to make a move on Sunday with Johnny Cueto. Does that mean he pitches Monday? Do they, mm. Does that mean they try to force him in on Friday if he wants to you know, sneak in there and they, they kick Dallas Keuchel out? That is the big question. How do they work in Johnny Cueto if they even try to? Um, he has struggled down in AAA. I was going to ask Vinny about the, the, the Johnny Cueto quote from Joe Kelly. Screwed mm-hmm. up on that one. Uh, but I, I do wonder what they're going to do with Cueto here. Well, there's a... Uh... Um, the game, game in Kansas City, his former team, one of his former teams, uh, Johnny Cueto. I don't know if he's earned a spot here, as I just talked about. Vince Velasquez is the fifth starter. Now, you could say that in this regular s- schedule where they are playing, what, let's see, 15 games in a row. Cool. Put Johnny Cueto in for a start. But now you have this day off. You're going to, if you have, if I have my brother, Vince Velasquez starting on Friday, you don't need Johnny Cueto, allow him to go to free agency. That was a move made after the regular season when you had injuries to Lance Lynn, you had injuries to Lucas Giolito, slow starts by both Cease and Kopech because of getting ramped up. So they get some insurance out of Johnny Cueto. That's all he was for me. Maybe they're thinking a little differently, but he was insurance. Now we don't need it. We're good, Johnny Cueto. We can go with the five guys more now we have six guys when Lance Lynn comes back in early June. But here's your uh, release. Here's your free agency. Go on with another team. Maybe the Pirates need you or the Reds. And then get traded to a better team if you are that guy who showed up in Cincinnati and early in San Francisco. Yeah, Cueto's going to start tonight down in Charlotte. This is his first start since May 4th. Andrew Vaughn also making an appearance down in Charlotte tonight for a rehab assignment. I do think it's going to be interesting. I I don't think the White Sox should just cut Cueto. I think they should give him a shot because I do think he's probably better than Dallas Keuchel. And it was interesting to see Joe Kelly talk about uh, Johnny Cueto and, and the success or lack of success that he was having down in Charlotte. And this is a quote just talking to Joe Kelly. Uh, the, the, the pool of beat reporters was talking to Joe Kelly yesterday. And uh, Joe Kelly thinks that Cueto's command uh, and movement will translate better to, uh, the, the, to the majors instead of AAA. And he said he was commanding all of his pitchers for strikes. The road games were not his forte just because the umpires. I'm not going to say they weren't ready for Johnny. But when I watched him pitch with an automatic strike zone, piffed good luck he could dot 
some umpires could uh some umpires give up on some of the ways his balls move and they move a ton so when he's flipping pitches and there's strikes in the strike zone but the umpire thinks it runs off they might get him into trouble but these guys up here big league umpires they know that they know johnny they know how it moves but he's getting his pitch count up and he looks great he's definitely going to help us this year so i i do think it's interesting just to hear that joe kelly thinks that uh, of you know uh Johnny Cueto starts so far because Johnny Cueto hasn't been electric down there um, and he hasn't walked a ton of people, but you know, maybe it is just forcing him to pitch into the strike zone. And we have seen some hard contact as of late. He let up a home run uh, in, in two of his uh, yeah, three, two of his three starts so far this year. So uh, interesting stuff from Kelly, at least. And I agree with both of the Josh's, but Josh Lopez and Josh Fiore, I would rather have, Quaidle than Keiko too, but that's not the situation that we're in. If they DFA Keiko, you know me, I'm not going to say one word about it except for, yay, enjoy your money, enjoy some other team. But the situation is Lance Lynn is coming back early June. Lynn, Gilito, Cease, Kopech. You have five starters there. So Quaidle doesn't fit in there. I don't think he's a long reliever. I don't think he's a. So where is it going to fit? I'm telling you right now, Dallas Keiko's not going anywhere. Not a damn place. They're paying that 18 million and he's going to be playing for the White Sox. So, yeah, if it's a deadline on May 15th that Johnny Cueto has to be either the big, big club or a free agency, I would choose free agency for him because I know the real is the real situation that's going on. And I know and I want to say hello to the people who listen on the podcast. Send us emails. Send us uh, messages on Twitter at uh, Chicago uh, CHGO White Sox podcast so we can know where you're watching from and where you're listening from because we don't want to forget you people who listen to the podcast. You're important to us too. We just don't want to broadcast the people who are looking at us, but I appreciate you guys looking in my bedroom if you're watching right now. Mm, The tag is at CHGO underscore White Sox Uncle Herb, um, not the CHGO White Sox podcast. It's not the Facebook. You guys just, just go, put yeah. in the, the Facebook and just, it goes to our website. Just go on the internet, type in the CHGO White Sox podcast. Can and you send go us an H-T-T-P email on Twitter? HTTP colon double backspace www.allchgo.com. Knock it off. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. You don't have to go to PointsBet.com to download that app, friends. You could just go to the App Store and download it. And if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all the real web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting and it just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's newest feature, the live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with PointsBet. You can combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can also boost your live same game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. Online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And I want to mention our next partner. They have a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1s because I started this full-time job. I've been on it now for about six weeks, and I love it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I look forward to each and every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, I absorb 75 
high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help me start my day right. This special blends of ingredients supports my gut health, my nervous system, my immune system, my energy, my ability to recover, my ability to focus, my ability to stay young and beautiful. Herb, did you know that if I keep drinking Athletic Greens, I'm going to stay 24 for the rest of my life? No, you're not. But uh, oh, you look it. like it, though. Like, you see what I have? And I, I'm showing oh, the people too. who are watching. I'm showing the travel pack of AG1s. You think I'm just talking about it? No, I'm living that life, friends. He is. He is living that life, friends. And he puts it in his smoothie. That's how he personally consumes it. I put in 8 to 12 ounces of water. Make sure all those granules are dissolved. And that's how I take my AG1s every single morning. You mix it into a smoothie, just like my man Herb. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. I bet you can make it 7,002 five-star reviews because you can add Herb and I's reviews onto it as well. Athletic Greens is lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, or you can put it in your smoothie. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs like Herb was holding up. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgosox. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash chgosox to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, back to Dallas Keuchel, because I think it is an interesting start, the fact that Vince Velasquez gets jumped today because he's trying to make himself a piece in this rotation and we know that when he was signed Vinny's mentioned this before and recently that he was signed to be a swing man possibly working out of the bullpen so I do wonder if his start on Saturday last Saturday against uh, Boston in Fenway is going to be his last start for the Sox at least for the time being because I don't think that they're just going to cut bait on Cueto um, I know that you're, you're saying that that's a possibility and I, I agree with you I don't think they're going to DFA Keuchel but I think they might try to make it work with Cueto and see you know what they need to do once it comes to uh, Lance Lynn's time to return in June. Yeah. I mean, I'm just speculating and what I would do in that situation. Cause I don't see, and I know our guy was talking about a four Oh eight ERA last year in uh, San Francisco, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Good to talk to you, brother. Um, but I don't see that guy and the Joe Kelly stuff is encouraging, but what we don't have up here, is automatic robots. The robot humps are not here. These are real humps, which you saw on Monday's game. Sometimes they give up on pitches. Sometimes they get the calls wrong. And if he's not spotting his spotting his pitches, even the Kansas City Royals can light, light him up, especially down there in hot-ass Kansas City on Monday if he gets that start. So I would like for the White Sox to recognize that it's a meritocracy. The person who does the best gets the opportunity and the person that's done the best out of him, Cueto, uh, Cueto, Keiko and Vince Velasquez is Vince Velasquez. I didn't ever think I would say that, but that man is impressed <laughs> in his last two starts and all season long, he's battled through. He's not got that false, bad Matt Lato six and O with a sub four ERA type of work for him. He's real. What he's doing right now is pretty much true to form. Yeah, he, he is real, and I think that it's just impressive to see him pitch with confidence. I think that's the one thing that he's lacked throughout his whole career, and maybe it's that Ethan Katz magic. I, I don't know. I, I just would feel much more confident him pitching in general, whether it be in a starting role or Absolutely. whether it be a, in, a, in a bullpen role. Uh, yeah, I, I think that 
than than Keiko or Cueto. I mean, that that's something that Alex just asked. Does Vince go to the bullpen if Raylo's back becomes a lasting issue that puts him on the IL? I think he just goes to the bullpen. I, I think that you're probably going to have two long men. And you've also seen Raylo be used in just one inning setting. So I think that they like him in just one innings of work where Vince Velasquez, let's say that, you know, Keiko has a bad start or Cueto has a bad start. You can just piggyback uh, Velasquez to that guy and help you get to the end of the game, which, you know, is, is very useful in today's game. So I, I think that you'd see Tanner Banks go down. That Tanner Banks role would probably be filled by Vince Velasquez. And then you'll probably see Ryan Burr go down and that role will be filled by Johnny Cueto. I think that's the the moves that end up happening uh, once Cueto is coming up, which would probably be on May 15th, uh, that Yankees game. My thing, too, is I think he probably made his last start Vince Velasquez because, you know, let's say, Vin, you know, Lucas Giolito has a bad day or whatever. Or mm-hmm. let's say, you know, uh, Dallas Keuchel has a bad day on Friday. You could piggyback Vince to him and, and make sure that you can get to Cueto on Monday. I think it just makes a lot of sense. And uh, I, I don't think it's a, a, a perfect scenario here getting this game canceled against Cleveland. But going into an important Yankees series, it is something that I think is uh, beneficial to the Sox having that Velasquez card in their back pocket. Yeah, and you're very right. This was Vince Velasquez's thing. He was supposed to be a bullpen guy, a long reliever for these White Sox. So it's easy for him, for them to just, hey, Vince, you pitch well in your starts. Just go back to the role that we had signed you to. We'll have uh, the other two guys battle for the fifth spot. So that makes sense, and I can see that happening. I would just be very disappointed in the White Sox front office and Tony La Russa if they did do that because – it's supposed to be about the best guy to give you the best chance at that day. And Vince is the guy who gives us the best chance to win on each fifth start. I, I do think that Cueto could possibly make an argument. So I'd like to see him at least on May 16th, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if Cueto is used. Do you want to talk a little bit about the bullpen since we're on this Vince Velasquez discussion here? I always do. Oh, well, that's, that's great. Let's get into it here. Uh, I, we talked a little bit with about with this with Vinny, and we put his uh, rant up on Twitter if you've missed it. Uh, it was great to see Vinny just rant and rave a bit here, but I want to talk about the bullpen power rankings. Uh, we're going to include Aaron Bummer in this discussion, but I kind of want to just get your feel here, Herb, mm-hmm. of where you trust guys right now. So tier number one will be like, you know, guys that you trust no matter what. This is their inning. This is their their moment. We I, I I need three outs. This is the guy I trust. Two would be your classic like setup guys, guys you trust in the eighth inning, but maybe not to close out a game. Uh, third would be guys that you know if it's a lead, maybe in the sixth or seventh inning you throw out there. And then fourth would be guys that you'd probably not touch at all. Uh, you probably only touch them if if you have a lead here. So we're gonna be talking about Tanner Banks. Ryan Burr, Matt Foster, Kendall Graveman, Liam Hendricks, Joe Kelly, Reynaldo Lopez, Jose Ruiz, Bennett Souza, and, and for the fun of it, we'll throw in Aaron Bummer and, and Vince Velasquez here. So let's start off at tier four. Let's start off at the bottom tier here. I think it will probably be easy just to put Tanner Banks in here, not because you know we we don't like Tanner Banks, but the the lasting memory is him coming in and the White Sox blowing a six run lead. So I think we could put him at the bottom tier unless you have any uh. I disagree with that. I think the guy has shown right now. More, yeah, more often than not that he's a guy you can count on. Now, he's not in the one or two. I would put him in the three, in the third tier, because he didn't pitch poorly. Yes, they gave up. He gave up that home run. And, yes, he gave the subsequent single. But that single, remember, was an error to Timmy. 
guy goes to third. Then he gives a ground ball right to Yohan. Yohan air. So I'm not too hard on that guy. I don't think he should be at the bottom. If I had my druthers, I would say a guy like Bennett Sousa belongs at well, the bottom tier. I agree with you a lot. There. He hasn't pitched a lot. He's pitched all right time to time. He's got his first save the other day in Boston, but I have no faith in him that he's going to continue to do this the whole season. Well, I have no faith that Tanner Banks is going to do this all season, and I don't think the White Sox do either because he's only been used twice in May. It's already May 10th. Uh, I mean, I guess it's May 11th, but yesterday, you know, they've only played 10 games. Uh, they've only played up to May 10th. He's only been used twice on May 1st and May 9th. I just don't think that they're going to use him a ton, so that's why I'd put him at four. They're only going to use him if they have a six-run lead. You know, that's that, that was my, I guess, argument for Tanner Banks being in, in the four tier. And there's another guy I would put in that bottom tier, and I'm sad to say, Ryan Burr. I don't yeah. trust him at all. Not at all. Well, And, and it's I not because he... he's a bad pitcher. I just, like, if we're doing this, I would say he would be one of the people I can't rely on, and he would be in those games where you're up five or down five. Yeah, not no, in a I'd... close game. I'd agree with that too. And and, he, and there's he's had his moments when he's really confident, when that stuff is working. Uh, he has been able to show, you know, MLB true workload and, and, and work potential, but Overall, it's just been pretty flat from Ryan Burr. So I have no uh, no argument there putting Ryan Burr at the fourth tier of the bullpen. All right, let's go to the third tier. Maybe we'll throw some guys into that fourth tier, but I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put Reynaldo Lopez in this third tier. He is used, but he's not used in these high leverage situations. He's used maybe if they have a lead, but it's mainly in the sixth, the fifth, maybe the seventh inning. He is a guy that could be used in a loss to eat some innings up. He could be used in a in a win, but he's not going to be used in a high leverage situation. I feel like this is a good spot for Raylo because his spot in the bullpen is secured. I don't want Raylo to lose his job, but his job isn't one of the most important in, in, in that bullpen. Yeah, and I agree with you putting him in the third tier. And I would also add in this category, even though he hasn't really done any relieving, Vince Velasquez here, because I think that, he hasn't been proven, especially on this team, that he's a good reliever. So I don't necessarily wouldn't trust him, but I don't put him up to the f first two tiers. So him and then I was thinking. Mm. Well, and I wouldn't put Velasquez in the fourth tier, too, just because he hasn't done it. You know, I, I think you gave him a shot at least. Right right now, I don't trust Vince Velasquez, but I also, uh, you know, he, does, he doesn't have uh, zero faith. So I think there there is a little bit of slack here for Vince Velasquez to figure out, you know, being a bullpen arm and what's that that's like yeah and so yeah i would put that him right there and that's probably gonna be it for my third tier really yeah you got other people i think i'd throw jose ruiz in there i i don't trust jose like okay. they've used jose ruiz in spots where it is you know higher leverage but i think jose ruiz is definitely in that third tier mm -hmm. um you know because if they do have everyone fully healthy it will go bummer it will go graveman it will go hendrix Ruiz has worked in and I love his changeup, but overall I'm not wowed by him. I'd probably put him in the, in the third tier there. And I forgot Aaron bummer. I'll put him in the third tier also right now. Knee problems. This? He's really struggled this year. He would be in that third tier. I would not put Jose Ruiz as a guy who has been anti, not anti Jose Ruiz, but when he's been in high leverage situations, I'm like, why is this, the, this guy in the game? Because we have these high price guys comes through. More times than not, like I never really feel this year that Jose Ruiz is a problem. And when you put him in the game, it's a problem. Last night, I was wondering why they didn't have Kendall Graveman in the eighth inning. 
But Jose Ruiz got the job done for the most part, only got two of those outs, and then Bennett Sousa had to clean it up versus uh, Jose Ramirez. But I would put him in the second tier. I know we're, we differ on that, but I kind of trust him. It's just weird to say. I I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just I think I need to see more from Ruiz, especially from last year. I mean, like he, he's been okay, but he hasn't been dominant. I feel, and and now that the book is out there, that people know he has a changeup, he has been getting harder. The results haven't been as good. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency from Jose Ruiz. But if that's the last name you're putting in your three tier, that means you're also trusting Matt Foster here, and you're you're, you're throwing yeah, Aaron right. Bummer in the th- the three tier. Yeah, I think we have to have a discussion here because uh, here we go. Fred saying, "Careful, Herb. Sean will find you some stat to tell you Bummer is better than Mariano Rivera." Here we go. I'm not doing that, oh. but I'm trying to tell you he's better than Matt fucking Foster. Mm. Jeez, I didn't know that. One. Was a, that was a stretch here. Mm, uh, I didn't say he's better. I said I, you said this is trust, who I trust. And, yes, Matt Foster is a trustworthy pitcher right now. And I can't, like, if if he wasn't hurt, I wouldn't put Aaron Bummer in a high leverage situation. Would you? No, you're talking, you're talking me into it. Exactly. Ta- I, I got to be honest. You're talking me into it. I'd probably right now lean Bummer at three just because of the injury, and they're talking about – figuring out how he needs to throw his sinker more consistently and find that release point. I just think it's, I, I, I know people love to hate Aaron Bummer and it just feels very much like Jake Cutler versus Josh McCown. Like Josh McCown is just, you know, the it guy he's in the moment here, mm-hmm. but Jake Cutler was a better quarterback. Everybody knew that. I just think that people, you know, Aaron Bummer is a better reliever than Matt, Matt Foster. I think, I think you'll understand that, but we'll, we'll put Aaron Bummer in the three tier. So let's recap. In the four tier, we got Tanner Banks, Bennett Souza, Ryan Burr. Three tier, Reynaldo Lopez, Vince Velasquez, Jose Ruiz, Aaron Bummer. The two tier, Matt Foster apparently making it as Damn well. Straight. And then uh, we got still left, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, Liam Hendricks. That's it. So where are you putting those final three? Liam Hendricks is in that two category. Oh, knock it. He's in that two category. Tell me I'm wrong. Please tell you me I'm wrong. wrong. Tell me I'm he's wrong. The, he's the reigning He's the reigning twice in a row. Great. AL reliever of the year. Thank Great. you, Steven. Steven He's in the two. I don't, you said trust. I don't trust the man to come in and shut the door. He's done it more likely. Lately, he's done it uh, better than he has in the early season. But no, absolutely not. He's in the two. Okay. So in the two. If, if you're putting on Tony LaRusso's jersey, right? Yes. And you, here comes the eighth inning. And it's a 5-4 game against the Guardians. You yes. have the lead. Yes. You're calling down to the bullpen. You're saying, all right, get me up, get me up Hendricks for the eighth. That's what you're saying? You this wasn't the discussion. You said oh. how who I have trust in and faith but, in. But 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 isn't that the whole thing? I, or is, is this the 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 socio-political bullshit that well, I talk we, about where it, even even though we don't trust the guy, we're not going to use the guy that we trust the most or the guy who's performing the best. We're going to no, put the guy, him in the in in, in the, the the situation. The guy I trust mo- the most is Kendall Graveman. That's hands down. Yes, and if it comes down to it and it's a tie between those two and it's time to put one of those guys in i'm putting kendall graveman over liam hendricks yes i am yes i am yes this is a discussion we can have and steven get on talk about it let's go yeah steven jump in on this i I, i'm i have to side very strongly with sean on this one i mean liam hendricks like you mentioned two-time reliever of the year i bet if he didn't give up that uh that game time grand slam this would be a completely different discussion right now it would i think we're just well, having a recency bias here and we're remembering that last game when josh naylor put the nail in the white Sox coffin we live in a 
uh, society where it's as the Janet Jackson song says, what have you done for me lately? So, so well, uh, can, really we define, yeah, can we define lately? Because since 2019 is the best reliever in baseball. Yes. You're bringing up old stuff. That guy hasn't showed <laughs> up yet. Has that guy shown up yet? Is that consistent? Yeah, yes. uh, reliever is he the AL is he the AL reliever of the month? Is he the reigning AL reliever of the month? No, no. He had a stretch of uh, I think five straight games where he was really good for the White Sox. He had that one pitch that he gave up to Naylor. Other than that, he's been pretty good as of late. Season you, you, started off pretty poorly, but he's he's definitely rebounded since then. If we're going you, by the metrics that you like to go by, Sean, his FIP is over four. His ERA plus is eighty. He's yeah. well, not, I'm not performing he's a, this year. I'm, I'm not saying so he doesn't far. have issues. I'm not, I'm not saying that he, he hasn't had issues. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that you can also look at the issues and see that, you know, there, there's being work put towards fixing them. And and one thing that I would say with that is, you know, Liam doesn't have his slider right now. Liam doesn't have his curveball. All he has is that four seam fastball. I don't trust that. That's that that's fair. I don't trust him as much as, you know, Kendall Graveman or Joe Kelly's stuff right now. But what I do trust him that if the bases are empty, he's going to be attacking hitters and he's going to be looking to get outs on every single pitch. I do trust him when the bases are empty more than Kendall Graveman. Now, if the bases, you know, if people are on, we got some crowded bases. I like Graveman. I like Joe Kelly more than I like Liam Hendricks. But to get me three outs, bases empty, you're going up against the top of the order, one, two, three. I would rather have Liam Hendricks than Joe Kelly or Kendall Graveman just because he's always attacking. And yes, it might lead to home runs every now and then, but mostly it has for the past three years has turned into some of the best results in baseball. It hasn't okay. yet, but also would you trade Juan Soto after he was having a tr- tough first half of the, the, the year last year? Look at what he did in the second half. Good, good players fit, figure it out. I trust that Liam Hendricks is going to figure it out. You're literally asking me on May 11th, 2022, who would you put in that top tier? I told you, Graveman, <laughs> I would put Joe Kelly up there and Matt Foster. The Liam's not tier? bad. Yes. You yes. put three guys in the top tier. In the top tier. Guys that I trust that they're going to get the job done. Yes, this bullpen is really great. And to put Liam Hendricks in the top in the second tier is not a slight on him. He hasn't done it this year. He hasn't done it consistently. And you got to put the caveat of it. He's got to have clean bases. He's the damn reliever of the year. Why do you got to have a clean inning? I understand that's optimal. That's better. But he's got to be have optimal situations to pitch at his best. That's well, weird. If he's I, I, the closer and he's getting paid his money, he should perform well in any situation. It's it's stylistic, though. I mean, you can just see how Graveman attacks hitters and you can see how Hendricks attacks hitters. When guys come up with bases on, they're looking to put the ball in play. And usually when the ball is put into play, that leads to more runs, especially when guys are on. But when you're you have guys up, I mean, Liam doesn't walk guys. So it's either an out either by strikeout, which he does a ton, or it's going to be, you know, caught or it's going to leave the yard. I mean, like, it's just, I just, I understand your point. Like he is one of the highest paid closers in baseball right now. Um, And, you know, if you're bringing him in to get outs, he should get outs. It's, it's a tough argument to argue against because you're right. He should do his job. But I just think that 
you know, if we talk about closers, if we talk about Mariano Rivera, right, or whatever, you know, we, we always picture him coming out into a clean moment. And that's the whole point, I guess, uh, that I, I push back on with the whole bullpen stuff is because, you know, I, I think that you should use the guy that you trust the most. But since Liam Hendricks is the closer and since Liam Hendricks has $11 million and since he has all the accolades and stuff, you're not going to see Kendall Graveman in the ninth or Joe Kelly in the ninth. So I just want to talk about, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you're, you're doing it right now. I mean, Liam Hendricks is in tier number two uh, and you got Matt Foster, Liam Hendricks and Joe Kelly at, at tier number one. It's just I find it funny that, you know, what, why are we spending this bullpen money, I guess? That, that's that's I mean, that's I guess is the point of the segment. It's just I mean, like we're we're spending eleven million dollars for a guy we don't even trust. I I don't I don't necessarily think that, but I get your point. But if we're ranking, Liam has given up just as many walks as Kendall Graveman, and about the same amount of batters they've faced. But he has a two plus uh, FIP on his pitches, and he gives up the most home runs per nine out of any pitcher on the White Sox. Any pitcher on the White Sox it's at two right now like he's struggling not saying that at the end of the year he won't be the reliever of the year but right now on May 11th I don't have a lot of trust in him I don't have a lot of faith in him to get the job done I have little I have a little faith that's why he's in tier two I don't have ultimate faith that he's going to get the job done. I do have that for Kendall Graveman and Rat Foster right now and Joe Kelly Mercy. He, and he's got and talk about skins on the wall, Joe Kelly. And I saw that stuff the other day. Mm. That mm. stuff is that stuff is honestly some of the best stuff we've seen, I think, in in, in White Sox bullpen history. Uh, that stuff is, is nasty Finally, the way that Dave it Handler agrees with me. Damn. There right. you go. Congratulations. Got uh, one. Final, final point I want to uh, make Thank is you, Dave. just after that Buxton home run uh, that we thought, you know, he shouldn't even been in that situation. Just a reminder. We thought that we should have walked Byron Buxton uh, and, and April 24th. But after that one, uh, Liam Hendricks p- played in six games, uh, six innings pitch, two walks, eight strikeouts, no hits, no earned runs. Uh, he, he is locked down. And then he gets called in on May 9th uh, and, and he gets put up. He gets put down. He gets started up again. I just feel like you got to at least give him a little bit of a a break on on that home run to to Naylor there. I think he's been mostly really, really good since, since that Buxton performance. I agree. That's why I still trust him at at one, but I guess we can go with the official rankings being Kendall Graveman one. Do you wait? Do you disagree with Matt Foster? Yes. Being up there. Okay. Yes. I, so what I would say is that he's, he has not pitched in the ninth inning yet. Right. I, I don't have ultimate faith in Matt Foster just yet. I'll agree with you. We'll put Kendall uh, Kendall Graveman in tier number one. I think tier number two will be Matt Foster, Joe Kelly, and Liam Hendricks. The reason why Kelly is in tier two is just because he's only pitched one game. But then Foster, since he hasn't been in the ninth, and your points about Hendricks are heard. I, I, I hear them. I think he can be in two for now. Well, I don't know if Matt Foster has been in the ninth specifically, but he has finished three games. So I don't know if these are extra inning games or nine inning games, but he has been in three of them and he's performed for the most part. And I know my guy, Sam Reeves is sitting there. What the hell? Matt Foster for closer. He should be in tier one. He's doing great. Yeah. No uh, save the finish or no save for Foster. He did finish a game on May 1st when the Sox lost six to five. He finished in the 10th inning against Kansas City when they lost five to two. And then he uh, finished the game on April 21st where the Sox lost six to three. So when he's been used in the to, to close out a game or end a game, uh, it's all been in losses. Yeah, it's sad. 
I mean, I think we should use him in more optimal high leverage situations and see if he uh, wilts or see if he makes diamonds. Right. Well, yeah, we'll see if you put him under that pressure and uh, what you get from him. So to recap the bullpen power rankings, uh, we got Kendall Graveman at one, Matt Foster, uh, Joe Kelly and Liam Hendricks at two at three. Right now, the Lopez, Vince Velasquez, Jose Ruiz and Aaron Bummer. And then four, Tanner Banks, Bennett Souza and Ryan I want to mention our pick of the week. If you want to help support CHGO, the best way to do so is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk free bets up to $2,000. That's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from a CHGO locker. If you have any questions, you can email points bet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. The pick of the week was supposed to be Aaron Savale under strikeouts tonight but that game got canceled uh, i was expected to win some big money on that herb the white Sox have played 29 games this year the opposing starting pitcher has gone over five strikeouts only five times so that's the bet that i like to ride is white Sox opposing starting pitcher under k so those are your, your props to watch out for this weekend when the white Sox take on the yankees online sign up is available in illinois you can download the points bet app right now and register account from start to finish all from your phone you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and herb you got any bets living your bet life tonight i have none i was gonna bet on the white Sox. i was gonna bet on tim anderson with at least one home run because the last time he saw your man aaron savale he hit two, one to lead off the game and one in the second inning. So they crushed him. I watched that game again. They absolutely <laughs> murdered him. And if you guys didn't know, which I didn't, that was the game the White Sox clinched the division in a seven-inning yes. doubleheader, the first game of the doubleheader. Uh, and they clinched the AL Central versus the Cleveland Indians at the time and murdered Aaron Savali. He only lasted like an inning and a third or inning two-thirds with Timmy hit a home run, Luis Robert absolute bomb, and 105 to 110 mile per hour rocket off the bat of Aloy Jimenez. Yes. Um, all right, and that's going to... And Mike Mindgasser is asking, what's for lunch today? You know, Mike, I'm at the crib. I was going to go into the, into the uh, CHGO studios on the West Loop, but the game got postponed, so I think I'm going uh, to put some pizza rolls in the air fryer. Mercy, my guy. So, Mike, uh, I'll ask this before we ended our show recently, too. And then I went in the discord. We talked about dinner. He asked what was dinner for data. He's just looking for some inspiration. And funny enough, uh, Mike, I think the universe is telling you to get pizza rolls because that's what I had for breakfast this morning uh, at noon, right before the show. And uh, Herb's going to have that for lunch. Uh, so, you know, we're good, healthy boys here eating pizza rolls. We love our greens, don't we? Herb? Yeah, the athletic greens to kind of cancel it out. Right. Um, but did you have in, in the air fryer? I don't have an air fryer just yet, so I, mean, I was I, mean, I was poor and put it in the microwave. There is no time like the present to go and get yourself an air fryer. It's a yes. life changer. I, I've I mean, had it. My, my mom has it. It's real nice. Uh, what's your favorite thing to throw in that air fryer? Well, um, I've had reheated pizza, and mm. that's the game changer. Mm. I know we talk about other things like Strava Craft Coffee being a game changer. Putting your reheated pizza into the air fryer, whatever temp you like. I like it to be 350. The cheese melts oh so well, and the crust on the bottom becomes so nice and crispy. It's perfect. It's better than I used to put it in like in a pan, but the pan has to take a long time to reheat, and you don't get the results of the cheese being melted in the air fryer. It's oh so great. 
And this is the type of conversation you can have when you join the CHGO Discord. We call it the CHGO Lounge. Become a member at allchgo.com. You can chat with us about pizza rolls and air fryer tips because I've never heard of heating it up in a pan as well. Pizza in a pan? And if you like grilled cheese, air fryer grilled cheese are the absolute best. That sounds great. Not even close. Some air fryer cheese. That sounds absolutely divine there, Herb. Hey, man, that's what I'm about. Giving good takes on food, and that's it. I'm out. <laughs> no, you give good takes on the White Sox as well. Let's get one more take <laughs> from you uh, because I'm looking to have a discussion about Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets. Mm. You know, we were all about Gavin Sheets being sent down because he was bunting versus a right-handed pitcher, and now he has – Two home runs in the past two games. We heard from Vinny Duber recently on why Jake Berger got sent down when Yohan Moncada came back up from Charlotte, and it was about versatility. So what do you think about that reasoning why the White Sox sent Jake Berger down instead of Gavin Sheets? Obviously, it's paid off, so it's it's tough to second-guess a, a, a move that's worked off so far, but interesting to see Jake Berger go down. Yeah, and I, as we were talking earlier about meritocracy if we're really doing this correctly you can play jake Berger in right field it's not like gavin sheets is out there being a gold glove right fielder and we saw that the other day and i would take his right bat righty bat over what gavin sheets had done before jake Berger got sent down after sunday's game at that time but we see gavin sheets probably saw the writing on the wall saw his buddy jake go back down to the minors he knew it could have been him so he's like okay they're giving me an opportunity on Monday. I'm a slash. I'm a crush. And he did it. Murdered that ball. And then yesterday, I I mean, I'm glad that there wasn't a lot of people up there in the Miller Light landing because that ball was a <laughs> rocket. He absolutely destroyed that ball. So he's proven us wrong with the subsequent playing time he's had. But if it was me, I would have sent him down to the minors and kept Jake Berger up here because of the versatility playing third base. We saw in the lineup that was going to be uh, today, they were going to have Josh Harrison at third base and give Yohan Moncada a day off night game after day game just came off the IL. I would have had a good Jake Berger uh, at bat there, but handedness wins out. They probably believe a little bit more in Gavin sheets than they believe in Jake Berger. And so I'm just happy that Jake gets a whole complement of games to play down there in AAA. So when he comes back up or he gets traded, he'll be ready for the major leagues for a full-time job. And I don't think maybe the White Sox are the team for him because Yoan's already blocking his path there. Yeah, not sure if the White Sox are the team for him. I, I think you're right about that. And and the writing was on the wall, and I guess I just didn't see it because the bad games started piling up more and more for Jake Berger. Just looking at the Angels series, the Cubs series, and Red Sox series, he played in seven games there, had 24 at-bats, four hits, which isn't bad, and 14 strikeouts. Mm. Uh, so that's not great, Herb. So it, it made sense. He just started getting overpowered by some of these guys in in the ML. And, and hopefully he's able to make some adjustments and come up. I don't think it's like the Yermin struggles where Yermin couldn't hit anything over 95. Jake has really shown a, a lot of power here. So it, it's an interesting player. Um, I do think that some teams have to be interested in what he's shown just because the power bat is still there and he just doesn't have a ton of experience because of those injuries. I mean, it kept him off the field for so long. So this is a guy that, you know, even though he is 26, 25, he still has a lot of time 
uh, to develop. A lot of developing still yet to be done. And I just don't think it's going to be in the White Sox organization. I just wonder what the actual price would be or, or, or what they could get for a Jake Berger, because if they're setting him down for versatility, you know, he can only play third base. Maybe he could play first base. He could definitely DH, but that's only three positions right there where Gavin Sheets has shown you that he can. I don't know if he can do it well enough, but he can play right field. He can play left field. He can play first base right there is three actual positions. And then he's going to also be a DH and he's a lefty. So, I mean, the specialty makes sense and it's paid off in the past two games. So thankfully Gavin Sheets is turning around and I think it makes sense just with the way Berger looked in his last seven games. And if you're looking at the numbers now that Gavin Sheets has started hitting, they're pretty similar from where Jake Berger left off in the majors and where Gavin Sheets is currently. So he's coming up, and he's on the upswing while Jake Berger was going on the downswing. And maybe the White Sox saw that a little glimpse that Jake was just, or uh, that Gavin was just hitting the ball hard and running to tough luck. But you guys are right. He was very overmatched, and Jimbo says it right there. Uh, his plate discipline was what cursed him, and he had 27 strikeouts in his brief time up here in the major leagues. So... I just wish for the best for the guy. He seems like a fun-loving guy. Looks exactly like our guy Jimbo. He does. <laughs> so, you know, Jimbo, I hope you go down to Charlotte, take a picture with him, or when he gets traded to a different team, take a picture with him because you guys are dead-on ringers. Yes, Facial. they are de- dead-on ringers. Uh, you can even Me see too. it right there. Um, a little, little bit lighter. lighter. Yeah, me and Jake Berger would look the same too. Would you? If I was lighter, yeah. I was white, yeah. I'm going to be honest with her, you, Herb. I've known you for three years here. I've known you for three years here, and I've probably known you for a longer time just because I've been listening to you on the radio for so long. I've never pictured you as, what if Herb was white? There's been a couple of people that said, oh, I thought you were a little lighter. It's all right. <laughs> I think my, my voice profiles as a, a little lighter. If I, I, get a little I don't deeper. think so. No, you got yeah. you got such a sultry voice right there. Mm, I, it, yeah. It's just, it's, it's so How smooth. you guys doing in the podcast world? Yeah. Uh, you, ever, you ever think about going into... You to smooth the uh, smooth jazz djing oh all the time i love my guy rick <laughs> rick odell wnua 95.5 here's some spira gyra dude i love bob goes to the store what a song that is um <laughs> you, can you go any deep on spiral giza or whatever spiral no, gyra Sp- i cannot i can go deep on i think they did uh um doobie brothers here's what a fool believes by the doobie brothers what it should be michael Ma- michael mcdonald featuring the doobie brothers because he made them Yes, he did. I know. I know. People are like, no. that's a that's a hot topic of discussion here on the CHGO White Sox podcast. Like skunk, bring... skunk bastard! It's like, I'm getting pissed. I <laughs> was all... the I was the originator. <laughs> we always bring up Michael uh, McDonald for some reason on this he's podcast. Great. Uh, all right, let's preview. He is great. Let's preview some other uh, great things. Dylan Cease is great. He'll he'll be pitching uh, on Friday for the White Sox. Uh, there is uh, a game tomorrow as well. Uh, that, that's probably important to mention. Dylan Cease is pitching tomorrow, not on Friday. Uh, Dylan Cease is pitching on Thursday. He'll be going up against Luis Gill. Then on Friday, it's supposed to be Dallas Keuchel versus Garrett Cole. He yikes. Uh, then on Saturday. Hold on a second. Yeah. I just checked my White Sox app or the MLB app. On their app, it says for Friday's game, Garrett Cole versus Vince Velasquez. Oh, on their own app, it says that. So I don't know if that change has been made. We are, of course, doing this while they might be talking to the assembled media or giving out oh, updates. Nope. We got it right here. Uh, okay. Vinny Duber from our guy, Vinny cool. Duber. I think he literally tweeted this uh, right after he got off with us. Thursday, it's going to be Dylan Cease. Friday, it's going to be Vince Velasquez. 
Saturday, it's going to be Dallas Keuchel. Ugh. Sunday, it's going to be Michael Kopech. So Cease, Velasquez, Keuchel, Kopech. That means Giolito gets skipped. Or at like least he's some, back. Like it's some crumb bum. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so this is actually going to do what I told you was going to happen. Oh, Johnny yeah. Cueto's probably not going to pitch on Monday. You're not going to give um, Lucas Giolito's, what, yes. seven days rest or six days rest? Right. Seven days rest? So to to pitch Johnny Cueto, that's Monday start is, is Lucas Giolito's start. Yeah, I, I think that would be Lucas Giolito's start. And and then, I mean, thinking about Cueto, too, I mean, but then the thing if he is, pitches too, on the 17th, that's, that's a six-day rest. So, I mean, that makes sense. There's two games in Kansas City. Remember, because the, these games were supposed oh, to be right. at the it's beginning a of, the, of the season. And so they have to make these up. So it's a 110 start in Kansas City. That might be the time where you see Johnny Cueto so as pitching there. It all works out for the White Sox because now they get to have Johnny Cueto start in a doubleheader. They get extra rest for Lucas Giolito. Uh, the canceled COVID game actually, I think, might work out for the Sox. I'm not too worried about it. So, again, to recap, tomorrow we'll be talking about Dylan Cease versus Luis Gill. Then it will be Garrett Cole versus Vince Velasquez on Friday. Saturday, it will be Dallas Keuchel on the bump versus Jordan Montgomery. Two lefties in that one. And then on Sunday, it'll be Michael Kopesk versus Nestor Cortez Jr., who's also a lefty. So two lefties from the Yankees this uh, this this week, and then you'll get Luis Gill and Garrett Cole on Thursday, Friday, two right-handers. Any final thoughts here, Herb, before we, uh, we end this show and we uh, join the people tomorrow on Thursday for a little Yankees-White Sox pregame? Yes, on that Tuesday in Kansas City, we're only doing pregame for the night game. Sorry, guys, we're not doing it for both. Yes, but we will have postgame for both. We'll, we'll be able to uh, talk about both games in one giant massive show for an hour out of fun talking about Johnny Cueto and Dallas Keuchel. Question mark? I don't know. Question mark? I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah, Ron so, Burgundy. Yeah, I'm going to have an enjoyable time because this is the time for some throat, throat stomping after playing the really tough New York Yankees. Man, if we can get two out of the four games versus the Yankees, I'll be ecstatic. That's what I'm looking for. This team is tough. I just don't want to get swept. And yeah. you guys, I know you guys are like getting swept. Yes. The Yankees swept us last year at every game that wasn't played in Iowa. Right. And Steven, can we go to uh, the final graphic of uh, the wild card standings here just so we can look at it? The Yankees aren't on here because they lead the division. But, you know, if you stay 15 and 14 or at least, uh, you know, you would be, I guess, uh, 17 and 17 and 16 here. As long as you're a game above 500, I think that's good territory for the Sox to be in. Uh, I'm not too worried if they end that Yankees series at 17 and 16. I think they'll be fine, especially heading into Kansas city who you see all the way down there at nine and 18, uh, having four games against them, especially being one game above 500. You'll probably leave that series at least three or four games above 500. As long as the white Sox can take care of business. And I'm a fan of that. Uh, Cause they, we owe them some punishment, even though we did win the series, I think here in Chicago, they beat us overall last year, 10 to nine, I believe it was in the mm -hmm. season series. Can't allow the AL Central to continue to dominate us. The White Sox got their third or fourth win of the year last night versus the AL Central when they beat the Cleveland Guardians. I was looking for the fifth one, but you know, COVID. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ackernwall23. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. That's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We also want to thank Vinny Duber for joining us from Guaranteed Rate Field and giving us an update on the canceled game. 
You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. And for our producer, Stephen Nicholas, that's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate everyone for hanging out with us in the chat and letting us know what they were going to have for, for lunch and, you know, talking about the corn game. Uh, we appreciate it. Shout out to Connor, Edgar, Mike, Steve, Josh, Josh, all the guys hanging out. We appreciate it. And thank you to Fleetwood Mac for their 1979 album, Tusk. We will talk to you tomorrow when the Sox take on the Yankees. Go Sox.